0: Well, praise God. Well, church, get your Bibles out this morning. I want to share a word with you this morning. And, and you know, I, I'm not making any apologies for it. But I feel like I need to give you a little, you know, a little, whatever, disclaimer or whatever. I don't want you to miss. You know, when I'm preaching this, I'm not, I'm not, don't ever think that I'm thinking, and that I'm looking at y'all and thinking about a problem. You know, oh, Michael, I'm going to get him on this message. You know, I don't do that. I just preach what the Holy Ghost gives me. And uh, I pray that I follow his steps and follow his word. And, and uh, you know, it's like I've always said, don't be condemned because condemnation is not of God. But if the Holy Ghost convicts you about something in your life as I'm preaching this message that... You say, "Oh, that you know, yeah, I need to look at that." Well, then he's talking to you. But otherwise, you got to understand. There's a there's an audience out there, of uh, 700, 800 people. That are not with us this morning, and so I'm preaching to everybody out there, and anybody that may go across the deal. But you know, basically, the the bottom line is: is I, I've been having a real problem here lately because I'm irritated. I'm irritated at all the lies. I'm irritated at all the trash going on. I'm irritated at the evil. I'm irritated at the at the hearts of men. I'm irritated at people who 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 write on their bios they're Christian, yet they do a just horrible things, and I, I, I can't stand it, okay? I can't stand it, and it really irritates me, and I feel like if I don't say something that is as the under-shepherd of Jesus over this church, that it's my job to to shepherd y'all, to pastor y'all, to help y'all, to uh, build your, your lives, and to build your families, and to build y'all the best that you can, because I I can't reach everybody because I only can reach who I can is listening to me. Okay, but I want to build you all so that you can you can see the deception going on. You can see the lies going on. You can you can get your hearts and your your families and your children, your grandchildren prepared and strengthened so that we'll go through it as we should. I'm not going to say we're going to be unscathed, but so we can go through whatever's coming and still stand as Christians. I just want to my goal in life is to stand before Jesus and hear him say, well done, that good and faithful servant. That's the only goal I have. I'm not have a goal of I want to, you know, the church to be this big or that or the other. That's up to the Lord. But right. That's the only thing I want to do is live a life that's pleasing to him. And that should be in the heart of all of y'all that you can stand before Jesus. And he says, well done, that good and faithful servant. Right, not that he says "well done," because "well done" may be wrong. You're like, <laughs> "Well done," you know. And so you, you don't want to hear "well done." You hear "well done." That good and faithful servant. Okay, so that finishes it all. So you know that you're you're in the right place. Okay, and so I just was having a hard time and difficulties in 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 gathering this message together because. Lots of distractions in the world right now, and so I was—I, I, you know—I—I I, I do good things taking a nap. And so I, I took a nap, and uh, man, is it hot! I mean, folks, listen—we got to green, We got to pray for rain. We have got to have a change of weather. I've had about all this I can take, right? I mean, it's about to force me to go buy a pair of Bermuda shorts and go to work in a pair of shorts. I mean, Lord, this is this is forceful. This is pressure, man. This is pressure. But it's just ridiculous. So we all got to be praying for rain, amen. Um, and so anyway, and so I woke up and and I I didn't have a message, you know. I mean, I didn't have anything. I, I kept saying, Lord, what am I, what do, why, You know, why don't you give me a message? Why don't you give me a message? And you know, well, well, come on, Lord, what's the deal? And I woke up and. Boom, got the message, okay? So naps do do good. And so uh, this is the title of the message, and we'll get to what it all means at the end of it. The title of this message is Three Little Pigs. And I just want you to know this is not a follow-up message from Dr. Brown's on health and nutrition, okay? So don't don't say, what's he going to say? No, don't. this is not having this... Just three little pigs, okay? Three little pigs the title of this message. So go in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4 is where we're going to start this morning. Hebrews 3 verse 4. It says, for every house is built by someone. Every house is built by someone. I mean, right? No brainer. Every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. Now, when I read that, it just leaped off to me because I just, I had to ask myself, who's building my house? Now, you know, I was in, in, uh, in construction for years and I'm still involved in construction. Whether I want to or not, it just won't go away. I've always said that if I was a pastor, if I ever went to another church, it was a pastor church, I'd go in there and they'd say, well, what do you know how to do? I don't know nothing to, but preaching. <laughs> don't know how to do nothing but preach. Read my Bible. That's it. Can't do anything else. I'm totally worthless. <clears throat> but I've been in construction for a long time. And, you know, there's different types of builders. I, I've been around construction enough. I can walk in a house and I can look at what who's doing the framing and I can see if they know how to frame or not. If they're good framers or not. I know how to see if somebody's done, you know, if the, the finish work is done. I, I'm forever going into a restaurant. Well, used to. But I go into a restaurant, a building, the first thing I'm checking out is the paint on the wall. I'm checking out the the, the, the molding, how good a joints did they put in, you know, what they did that how they did. So I mean, I can't sit there and just I'm just looking at everything. I do the same thing. If I'm watching a movie, I'm always looking at, you know, how did they do that judges panel back there? You know, what's going on and so. So, you know, and and you if you some people don't know the difference between good and bad because they've never seen good, right? If you've never seen what good is, you don't really know what good is, right? You just know that it's, uh, you're happy with it. And the, but there's other people that know what good is and know what's right is, and, you, and it has to be, okay? And so everyone that says this house is being built by someone, well, you want it to be built by a good carpenter. Hello? You want it to be built by a good carpenter, well, what I got to ask myself was, is like, who's building my house? I was asking myself that question. Who's building your house, Robert? The house of my soul, the house of my body, the house of who I am. You see, in this crazy world we live in right now, there's a lot of pressure. Pressure to do this, pressure to do that, pressure to, you know, this, that, and the other. We got riots. We got all this craziness going on in the world. Well, listen to me. What is, has fear started to build a room on your house? Is the addition going on to the side of your house fear or is it faith? Are you following me? All right. What about is the room on the side of your house poverty or prosperity? Right now, there's so many things going on. I mean, listen, I'm so tired of the, the, the they, they and them. That's all I'm going to say. They and them dangling over us. You know, stock market's going to crash. Uh, the, you know, the, the coronavirus is going to shut the whole world down. Nobody's going to be able to go to work. Business is going to go broke. Uh, you know, and looting, and burning, and raping, and pillaging going on. You know, and just, they're just dangling it in front of our face. Right? They don't set my world. Hear what I'm saying? You better listen to me this morning, because if you fall in and say, well, I know, Pastor Rob, what you're saying, but, you know, I just know the way the world. And you fall into that mode. Listen to me. You can get swallowed up real quickly and somebody else starts building on your house. But if you stand up and say, no, 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 I'm not going to build a room of poverty and go out there and worship in the room of poverty Oh, the woe is me! What's going on? What's going to happen? I'm going to build on my side of the house a world of prosperity. I'm going to become wealthy. I'm going to become blessed. I am going to be a blessing. I am going to bless others. I, we, I haven't been out to eat in a restaurant since April. Okay, and and you got to be a person like me that will do something like that. I refuse. I'll take my lunch. I ain't going in. Going to be told what to do. And so anyway. I broke down because my wife, she just like drying up over there because hadn't taken her out in six months, you know, and so I said like, okay, I'll tolerate and get through this thing. So I did and went in there, and uh, so I'm sitting there, and, and we ordered, and, and you know, they're, they're getting our food, and the Holy Ghost just speaks to me, tells me, the, tells me to give the waiter a double tip, and I'm like, I don't want to give him a double tip. I mean, I don't know, he's going to be, he had not even got him tested out here. Lord, if he's any good. What do you mean? He said, whatever. And then the Holy Ghost said, no, whatever the bill is, you double it. Give it to him. Not like I don't want to. I mean, I want to see some service first. So I didn't say anything to my wife. Just go through and then finally he brings the bill and he gets to Dylan. I said, man. So I told her, she laughed. She said, well, you better follow the Holy Ghost. I said, "I oh, no, I better follow the Holy Ghost. But you see, well, if you don't have any prosperity, then how could you ever be a blessing? Now, I know, the, I know that there's been a prosperity movement in the body of Christ. It's just wrong where everybody's seeking money and things like that. That's wrong. But I want to tell you something. If you don't have any money, you can't be a blessing. We need to be prosperous so we can bless people and prosper people. And this guy like to fell over when I told him. I just gave him the deal. and said, hey, listen to me. God bless you. I said, uh, I, 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 said I, I said, I want you blessed today and God bless you. And he just like to just melted and fell down there and started to cry. And it's like, well, glory to God, I'm glad you were touched. But the point is, how could you do that if you don't have, if you're not blessed? You follow me. So what have you built on the side of your house? Have you built a house, of, uh, a, a, an extra room of poverty where you're just going out there and say, oh gosh, we've got to, we've got to draw in right now because, you know, we don't know what's going to go on in the world. We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to draw in. What if the stock market crashes? What if this happens? Wait a minute. What are, did God just give up and he fall off the throne? Has God just abandoned us and left us down here to just try to fend for ourselves? Oh, just like the song we were singing, man, he's there moving all the time, whether you know it or not. The only person that's moved is you. Oh, how about this one? Have you built a room of past failures? Do you have a library room, but all the books are full of your past failures? And you go out and pull one out every day and go through it and 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 cry of all the mistakes you've made in life. And is that what you you have in your room, or do you have this huge library full of faith and vision and revelation? Do you go in there and look in through there and the visions that you have of, of of your future, of your children or your grandchildren? Listen, it doesn't stop with you. I'm not believing from just me. I'm believing from my son and my, my, my daughter, my children, my grandchildren, my everybody. I'm believing they're all going to be touched and blessed by God. Totally shocked and just empowered with the spirit of God. They're not going to be just, you know, tongue talking, wild, fighting, godly, whew, powerful men of God. I don't have any granddaughters. If I did. She would get the wrench. <laughs> Have me a sweet little girl crawl up in my lap and say, oh, Papa, man, I tell you what, she'd get it. But I just got four warrior, stinky, ruddy boys that are just going to tear the world up. But listen to me. What you, what's on your house? Do you have a house of, on you? Do you have a room on your house built a vision and revelation where you sit around and you bl- dream of what it's going to be? Even if you're like fighting through health issues right now, are you seeing yourself healthy? Are you seeing yourself as a decrepit old man? Whenever I go and I'm, I'm always, you know, usually sitting in the truck waiting for my wife to get out of like H-E-B or someplace like that, because I don't go into those establishments. And so. Uh, I'm always walking in the parking lot and I'll see some guy, some older man come out. You know what I mean? He looking good. He looking strong. And I'm like, yeah, I think I can be like that. If I see somebody all hobbled over and crippling out to the car, I'm not looking at it and saying, oh, gosh, I, I might turn out like that. No, I'm looking. I have a vision to be strong right up to the end. I want my last day to be preaching to y'all just like this and go, ah, and poosh, fall over. That's it, you know? And don't nobody try to revive me, all right? I want to go to heaven. Wake up, y'all beating on my chest or something. You just leave me alone, Patty. You leave me alone. Don't you do it? Somebody standing from the defibrillator over there and hold it shut. Don't let her get to it. I want to go see Jesus, but I'm saying, you know, I, what's your vision? Man, it's easy as you get older and you start having aches and pains and slowing up a little bit to just start thinking, oh gosh, it's going to be miserable. But folks, listen to me. You got to, you got to have a house. You got to have all your house. You're building a room full of vision and revelation. You have got to have a living word, breathing room in there where God is speaking to you and you're growing and, and, and getting stronger and stronger by the day. Not letting this stinking world right now and whatever's on the news and everything else tear you down and tell you you're not gonna make it. It's not right. Go to Hebrews chapter three, verse seven. I'm getting into my three little pigs. I hadn't forgot my three little pigs. Y'all just thought I got it at the end though. Hebrews three seven says, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today. Everybody say today. today. That means now, right now, this instant. When you're reading this and I'm saying this to you, this is not like you're just reading it. That it was a, No, it's today. It's right now, instantly today. If you hear his voice and do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of the trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me and tried me, saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said they always go astray in their heart. They always go astray in their heart and they have not known my way. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Now, this is an interesting thing, because if you think about the children of Israel, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. God was trying with them for 40 years. He was doing miracles for 40 years. 40 years every morning, it rained. Manna. They went out there and picked it up. 40 years they saw God doing miracles and miracles and miracles, yet they erred in their hearts. They wouldn't believe and trust that God was really true. And we've got Christians on the earth today that are going around that don't know God at all. They do not know the voice of God. They are not listening to the voice of God. They are not hearing the voice of God. They are fooled, deceived. Goes back to the message I preached last week. They are full of doctrines of demons and deceiving spirits. They are not listening to the voice of God. They're more attuned to the voice of fear than they are the voice of faith. I want to tell y'all something. Listen to me. I'm not shutting this church down. I am going to preach here continually. I am not going to back off of what God said. I am going to go forth and declare the word of God. If the you know the troops come, the troops are going to, have to deal with us. I am not. At all. And you say, well, what does that mean? I don't know, but I'm just saying, whatever no, comes out there, a tank shows up in our parking lot. Bless God, I'm not gonna shut up. <laughs> and the reason why is it because I know God is real and I've heard his voice. I know he's real. This is not a fairy tale. This is not some kind of uh, you know, g- club. This is real. And right now we're in the middle of a war between life and death, between good and evil, between God and the devil. And we're seeing it manifest. We're seeing it on the battlefield. And Christians, we have to wake up. And we have to hear the voice of God. We cannot, at this day and time, not hear the voice of God. Each and every one of us have to hear the voice of God every day. Every day. You say, well, Pastor, I'm not real... I don't know if I'm real good at hearing the voice of God. Well, you better learn. Better take this message today. You better start learning. You better start having, you know, uh, hearing hearing God 101 in your house every night. You better start getting into these things. You better shut the TV off and start reading your Bible. And You better start praying because I'm telling you, we're in a serious mess, folks. Don't think that the elections are just going to end everything and everything's going to get okay after that. It's not. I'm telling you, it's not. Have you all thought about this? I'm not again. I'm not trying to be political here. I'm just telling you, have you thought about this? If 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 either party wins, there's the opposing side going to go to war, go to keep rioting, and go to war. over. It doesn't make any difference. We're at that place in the United States right now. It's not going to say, OK, well, all right. And everybody goes home. It ain't going to happen. If if Trump wins, all the rioters out there, are just going to get crazy. If Biden wins, well, then it's going to be up to us to riot. there I said it John 16 13 he says however when the spirit of truth has come I will guide you into all truth for he will not speak of his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you of things to come Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to this earth to be the spirit of truth to tell us the things about truth amen now see there's a few things that, that I'm very passionate about. That I, I mean, you know, I, I I just and and part of those are, are children, and that's why I've always worked so hard in Guatemala to rescue orphans. I cannot stand the thought of children being abused, and 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 the, the horrible horrible things that go on. It drives me crazy. And I I, I, I you know I, I try to be godly about it, but sometimes I get into ungodly thoughts about what it could do. And just like the other day, did you see the? The news they in Georgia found a house with 39 children in it, you know, and, and, and this is wrong. This is what's going on is wrong. It makes me sick to my stomach about the child trafficking and all the things going on. And if people can't see that that's wrong, there's something wrong with them. And again, I, I know things happened and Dale, but I want to tell you something. I, I can't go for full term abortion. Holy cow. I, I can't understand this. I can't even shoot a rabbit anymore. When I was a kid growing up, you know, we shot jackrabbits all the time. And now I feel sorry for them. I'm like, oh, look at a little jackrabbit. And the more I closer I get rid Jesus, it's harder. I don't, I don't hardly shoot anything anymore except for predators, see. I don't like hogs and coyotes. And, you know, I, I, I even thought about dreaming up, you know, like they have the, the big five you go kill. I thought about like would do it for predators, you know, and travel around the world, kill the hyena and the and whatever, you know. But anyway, I, I get off a little bit every now and then because I don't like predators because I don't like the devil. But folks, I'm just telling you, a Christian can't be for those things. A Christian can't be for those things. They're not hearing the voice of God. You can't say, oh, yes, I'm a Christian, but, you know, I do believe in full term abortion. You can't do that. You have not heard the voice of God. You are of the devil. Baby killers. That's right. Oh, you know. We riot and throw a fit over a person being killed. But we don't do anything over children being killed raped and tortured it's ridiculous and people are around the world saying oh yeah well this is just you know this always been you don't hear the voice of god you're not hearing the voice of god you do not you cannot line yourself up and say you're a christian if you believe in that it's wrong all right and we have the holy spirit on the face of this earth right now for us to hear the voice of god for him to help us and coach us and, and talk us in but folks it's real funny. As a heathen, I knew that killing babies would not right. It wasn't like I got saved. Oh, I shouldn't be doing that. No, it was like, you know, God was dealing with you like, Robert, you shouldn't hold bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart. Those are the things I learned when I got saved. <laughs> I already knew not to do the others. Hello? Okay, I'm going to go on. Because I got to get to the three little pigs. Number two, it says here, he said, they hardened their hearts. So what happens to folks is to see what they're building on their house, but they want their house to be a certain way and they don't care that it's not, that it doesn't line up with God. So they're going to do it their way and they're going to put it up and they're going to build it and everybody's going to have to like it and accept it. And that is called hardening your heart. And it said they, they, they hardened their heart towards God. So think about this. God's feeding them. I'm talking about the children of Israel. God's feeding them with manna every day. God's doing miracles. Their shoes didn't, didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. All that. Yet the whole time, their hearts are hardening. We've got people in America right now who claim to be Christians, who speak forth and say, oh, yes, we're Christians. And uh, by the way, I can't say that. But, uh, 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 uh oof. But we got people out there that, that right now, you know, they, they claim to be Christians. And, and they, but when you really look at it, what they're doing is they just are trying to twist the gospel so that it lines up with what they want. And what that's called is hardening your heart. Hello. And that's a dangerous thing. It's all going to make sense in a minute. With three little pigs. They harden their heart. The third thing it says here is in Hebrews eleven six. 6. It says without, it's the scripture. But the third thing here is it says they were in doubt and unbelief. They wouldn't stay in faith. That listen, faith is more than just you believing God for his promise. Faith means, folks, listen, you're not going to get me to deny that Jesus is real take me out, put me on a wagon wheel, get a whip out and start beating the flesh off of me. I'm still going to say Jesus is real. He's touched my heart. He's a God is real. It's not a fairy tale. You can't take that from me. It's in me. Why? Because I've been born again. It's a part of me. Right. And a lot of people are compromising the word the truth of God's word, the word, they're compromising it and calling themselves Christians and saying, "Oh yeah, but you know, thank, you know, yeah, but it, we didn't, we don't really have to believe all of that." And what my point is is that faith here, or the lack of faith that these people had, is what caused them to harden their hearts, which is why they didn't hear the voice of God. See, if you have a hard heart, you don't hear the voice of God. Remember when you didn't want to do what your parents told you to and you acted like you didn't hear them? That's a natural thing. And spiritually, what you're doing is hardening your hearts that away. way Are you with me? So these, these people did not listen to the voice of God. They hardened their hearts. And then they got in doubt and unbelief. They didn't stay in faith. And therefore, God says they would not enter his rest. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I won't rest. Okay? I want to I be in, in, in peace and rest. So let me show you this. Go to Matthew seven twenty one. Matthew seven twenty one. Now, this is Jesus speaking. I'm just, I'm just reading what he said. Matthew 7, 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo! He says, Not everybody says to me, Lord, Lord is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. So then he's addressing this to people who are religious, are people who, if I let me just say it this way, who are saying they're Christians. For everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter. Not, say, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name. Wow. We're talking about not just some nominal Christian. We're talking about somebody who's prophesying, casting out devils, and doing miracles. And he says, and then I will declare to you, I never knew you. Depart from me who practice lawlessness. Isn't that interesting? He says, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. In other words, you're doing whatever you wanted to do. Woo. Huh. He's saying that to Christians. In other words, you went off and did whatever you wanted to do. Did it your way. Did what you wanted to do. You didn't you didn't listen to my word. You know the Bible says Uh, uh, and and, and, uh, I can't call the scripture right now, Matthew, where he says, and you will fall upon either you fall upon the rock or the rock falls upon you. In other words, you got to be either desiring to be broken by God to become who he wants you to be, knock all your rough edges off, or the rock's going to smash you and these people, the rock smashed. But you know what's funny? I'm not so sure that the big majority of Christians out there in the world are even concerned with hearing the voice of God. And this is what's scary to me. I feel like I'm this little country bumpkin out in the middle of the nowhere, in the land that time forgot, screaming, wake up and look and see that you're not serving God. This is not God, and ain't nobody listening. Everybody's too worried about you know, what color their mask is. They're all too worried if they're going to go to work or not go to work or stay and get their check or what's going to happen or, you know, and nobody sitting around thinking about, are they following God? What does God want to do here? And I see people as a pastor, I see people, you know, some people, they try for a while to walk with God, but then it, it gets too difficult for them because they don't really want to change. They don't really want to forgive or love or whatever and it's just too difficult it's easier just go back in the world and live and i want to tell you something that's difficult because to me i'm looking i'm thinking that they're going to fall in this category and folks there's there's only two categories heaven or hell that's all there is there is no in between there is no just die and go on the ground, die like a dog, and you're just dead in the dirt. There is none of that. There is no middle ground where you weren't quite good enough to get to heaven, where you weren't quite bad enough to go to hell. There's no, there's no place like that. You have to understand something. Hell means eternal separation from the presence of God. That's what hell is. Void of goodness, void of God, void of... Of light, void of, uh, 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 of anything that is from the goodness of God. that's part of what hell is. And my point is is people don't seem to be worried about it. People don't seem to be worried about it. But he says, here,, mm, that there's people out there prophesying doing miracles in His name, and they're going to end up in hell. Let me give you another scripture, Matthew 7:24. I'm still getting the three little pigs. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains descended, the floods came, the wind blew and it beat on that house and it did not fail for it was founded upon the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain, rains descended, the floods came, the wind blew, beat on that house, and it fell and great was its fall. The only difference between the two houses was what their foundation was. The wind, the rain, and the storm came to both. But their foundation of the one that was on the rock stood. If our foundation isn't built upon a rock in a relationship with Jesus Christ, then I'm going to tell you something. It's going to fall. And folks, listen to me. The storm coming is a great storm, and houses that aren't built on the rock they're going to fall. And I, I, I my heart weeps in desperation for the people who are going to fall, because I want to tell you something. It ain't going to be pretty. And the real sad thing is, the only option is heaven or hell. And I want to see them in heaven. I want to populate heaven. I'm looking right now in my room of vision to see how Living Waters Church can win more souls than we've ever won this year than than we've ever won in all the years of our existence. I'm wondering how and praying for God to spark in all of y'all the spirit of an evangelist on each and every one of y'all that y'all start causing me problems by filling up the church with people everywhere and saying, pastor, you got to pray for someone. So we've got to have this. We've got to have baptisms every day. I got to go put in a heated swimming pool to baptize people. I mean, I mean, we're just talking about just, just crazy things going over. I'm, I'm, that's what my, is in my room of vision. And it's funny because it, right now, and I guess it's because of the heat and the dryness and even the deer look skinny. The cats look skinny. The squirrels look skinny. Everything just looks puny. The brush is all burnt up. And it's hard for me to open my eyes in the natural and see vision of grandeur. So I had to close them because I don't want to see it. I have to just in my mind just imagine what this church would look like. Filled up, pulling up there. Y'all coming to me with all these problems saying, Pastor, we got, you know, we got to have more bathrooms. We got to do this. And I'm just like standing around. Saying, ah, rah, rah, rah. You know, this is what I'm dreaming. Parking lot's too full. Can't get anybody in here. You know, they're parked out on the street. They got traffic backed up. People can't get in. You can't start service yet. There's still 500 people trying to get in. I'm just believing for, I'm believing for the, 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 everybody out there on the broadcast and the internet, and everything going on there just to start exploding and is going and is going. People getting saved, getting saved, getting saved, getting saved, getting saved. That's in my house of vision. Because I see the desperation that people are in right now, and they need to turn their hearts to Jesus because there's no other answer, all right? Now, go to Matthew 25, verse 1. You know, every Sunday I start preaching. Y'all just might as well know this. I start preaching, I look at it, and I look at my notes, and I start looking at the time, and I think, my gosh, I'm going to be through by 1130. This isn't going to work. It's going to be terrible. I'm going to turn them out. Everybody's going to say I didn't preach, and then I get right down to it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I've got to hurry up. I'm running out of time. Happens every week. Matthew 25, 1, the story of the virgins. It says, the kingdom of heaven shall be like unto ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. And those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with the lamps. And while the bridegroom was coming, was delayed, they they slumbered and they slept. And they, at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamp. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, uh, saying, no, at least we should be, have, be enough for us. Did you notice here? Jesus you just this thing? Look at these supposed to be good Christian people. They wouldn't share their oil. No, at least there's not enough. For us and you, but rather go and, and, and who sells and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and they went in and the wedding and the door was shut. They didn't make it. Those other virgins didn't make it. Because they ran out, they got sleepy, they got tired. I don't want to see Christians not making it to heaven because they quit praying, they quit, they didn't count it as 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 going to church as anything, or, or you know worshiping God, or reading their Bibles, and just kind of set it all aside and said, "Oh, I'm saved. I'm going to make it. Everything's going to be okay." And I'm just telling you, today's not a time to be messing around like that. All right, finishing up. Three little pigs. Three little pigs was a moral. It was written as a moral fable to teach children. I don't know if you knew this, all right? It was about 1860 was when it first appeared. I couldn't find anybody that I could truly say was the actual author of writing the story of the Three Little Pigs because it goes back into other little other things. But anyway, I want to just stop for you just a second. I want to just let me just I'm going to I don't want an answer. I'm going to pick your brain because everybody in here, I believe you've heard the the story of the three little pigs, right? At some point of your life, the three little pigs, right? So, as you remember, the three little pigs, the wolf goes to the pig, the first little pig's house, right? And it's built out of straw, correct? Okay, don't say anything. I don't want you to say anything to anybody else. Just, just I want you to think it in your head because I want to get to the end of this. So did, what happened to the little pig when the wolf hoofed and boofed and blew his house down? Okay. Number 2. Then he goes to the pig's house that had house made out of sticks, right? And the pig the the wolf huffed and puffed and blew the little pig's house down, right? What happened to the little pig? Number 3. The wolf goes to the house of the pig that made his house out of bricks. And he went to the house of bricks and he huffed and puffed and couldn't blow it down. And then he went, and he, what did he do? He got down the chimney, right? He was going to get into the house. And then what happened? The pig, inside the house, put a fire down there, right? So what happened to the wolf? When that story was written, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. When that story was written in its original form, the wolf ate the first pig. When he blew his house down with straw, he ate him. The second little pig that had a house full of sticks. He huffed, he puffed, he blew his house down, and he ate the pig. The third pig in the house full of bricks. The wolf came down the chimney in the original story. And he put a pot of boiling water underneath it, and the wolf fell into the pot and died. 1860, that was the moral to tell our children. If you don't build your house on the rocks, you'll die. If you're a wolf, you'll die. Only the pig that stayed on the straight and narrow lived. But see, that was too much of a story. It's too rough. We wanted to change it. We didn't want the little kitties to see the little pig got eaten by the wolf. So we changed it. So the little pig scurried to the other pig's house. Oh, and then the wolf, I mean, we didn't want to hurt the wolf. He came down there. He just got his little, you know, rear end cinched by the fire and shot back up the chimney. And and ran off and you never saw him again. My point is the moral of humanity changed. Before it used to be, live right and live for God, or its consequences are severe. And we candy-coated everything until now we have a society that has that same thing. Oh, it'll be okay. God will take care of it. It'll, God loves me anyway. I'm just going to go do this. And I'm telling you, the moral in this story, the pig gets eaten. Hear me. This is probably the toughest I've ever preached, but I'm just telling you the truth. There is no in between. It's heaven or hell. And right now, people are deceived, thinking that they're going to go to heaven. And I'm just telling you by what the word of God says, they ain't going to make it. And there's no way around it. And this nation needs to rise up and say, serve God or die. And we've gotten the moral wrong. We've candy-coated it. We've made the little pig scurry down to the house and not looked at the consequences of not serving God. And I am fearful for people. I'm fearful for their lives. And people should be more excited about God right now. They should be standing up and singing, you're a waymaker, you're a promise keeper. I love you, Lord. We ought to be more vocal. We ought to be teaching our children more. We ought to be in there right now saying, serve God. Serve God. Serve God. Amen? Now, there's no need to go get all religious. I said it. There's no need to go get all religious and put you a whole bunch of do's and don'ts down and say, okay, well, I'm okay with God as long as I'm not smoking, drinking, dancing, and cussing the big four. Folks, it's a heart. He was their hardened heart of unbelief. So look in your hearts today. Ask yourself a question inside of you. Are you right with God? It's that simple. Have you hardened your ways? Have you not wanted to do what the Bible says? Have you, have you used an exacto knife and a, and a highlighter in your Bible to cut out what you don't like and highlight what you do? Are you going to be a person who walks in forgiveness because God said to walk in forgiveness? Are you going to be a person who is going to uh, adhere to the things of God because that's what God says, not that that's what you like to do? I told the Lord a long time ago, I said, Lord, when I read the the, the parable, uh, uh, the story of the Pharisee and the sinner who was standing before the throne or before the altar and the Pharisee standing up there and he looks over there and he says, Oh, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like this man. Oh, he's so such a sinner. He's so full of horrible things. And the other one's down on his knees, beating himself on the chest. (laughs) God, forgive me, <laughs> I'm a sinner, I ain't going to make it. I've always been the other guy. I've always been in the other parable of the, the 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 two sons, where the the first son says to the father, the father tells him to go out in the field and work, and he says, yeah, go on. I'll go out and do it, Dad, but he doesn't do it. And then the other one says, I ain't going out in the field and working, and then feels guilty about it and goes over there and does it. I've always been the second one in that. <clears throat> My point is it's your heart and nobody knows your heart but you and don't let religious ways and religious things try to dictate in what's the way you're supposed to be. Because you can dress all up and you're, you know, all get all nice clothes and have all the religious front you need to and be a devil on the inside. It's your heart. So make sure that we don't have hearts of unbelief. Make sure we haven't hardened our heart. Make sure we're listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And do those three, and then you're going to find rest. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. I'm telling you out there, if you're watching this broadcast, Man, God loves you no matter what's going on in your life. He loves you no matter where you are. If you truly return turn to a heart full of God, turn to a heart and say, God, I want you in my life. And you would repent. God will forgive you of your sins. He will wash you in his blood. He will cleanse you and make you right and whole with him and you will be born again. Then you don't have to worry about going to hell. You know that you're headed to heaven. You know that your heart's beating for him. You can look inside of your heart every day and say, man, God, I want to serve you. You still may mess up. You still may get things wrong, but you still have a place to go to repent. It's a beautiful thing. So right there, if you're out there, just call out to him right now, right where you are. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. I want you in my heart, and he will. Can I have my prayer team come down? And if you're in here today, and listen to me, if you're not sure you're right with God oh, don't leave this building until you come up and pray with one of our prayer people, okay? Even if you're just, even if you just thought maybe, maybe you're just the second little pig. You know, you did, the second little pig was smarter than the first one. He built his house out of straw, right? And the lady said, that got some sticks. They were a little stronger. But if your house isn't built on bricks, you need to come up here to one of our prayer team people. If you're not a house that's set on the rock, And you know, you're right with God. Well, then you need to pray with one of these people. Amen. And so I want to tell you something, church. We've got to become evangelists. We've got to tell everybody in the world, get right with God. Right now, I don't know what else to do, but tell them to get right with God. Man, make sure you're right with God. Make sure you're right with God. Quit arguing. Quit trying to go for this party or that party or this riot or that riot. Get right with God. That's all you need to do. You need to be a rioter for Jesus. Amen. And so I want to pray over you. I want to bless you. When you're going to go out today, I pray this message impacts you. It stays with you. And you can always remember the three little pigs in the way that they should be. Amen. Amen. So let me pray for you, Father, right now in Jesus' name, I pray for every person in here. I just declare, Lord, God, that there ain't anybody going to leave this building today that doesn't know that they're right with you. I declare, Lord, right now in Jesus' name, this message weighs heavy on our hearts. And we remember the three little pigs differently because, Lord, there there was a consequence for not serving you. And so I declare today that, Lord, we are going to become the greatest evangelist ever. We're going to win more souls, win more people, win more lives to you from this point forward than this church has ever done in its past. I declare, Lord God, that people are going to give their hearts to you. They're going to get baptized. They're going to serve you. They're going to get full of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to see revival in this land because, Lord, we're hungry for it. We're hungry for it. And, Lord, I thank you for giving me hundreds and hundreds of evangelists to just go out and win people, win the loss, Lord. Go out and find them under the trees and under the rocks and everywhere that they be. And, Lord, I pray right now that our souls this day are touched and impacted by your Holy Spirit. And, Lord, we praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you. We're here to pray with you if you need prayer.